Welcome back, Freedom Freaks. It's uh, Nick and Mason here. I want to start off by thanking the thousands of listeners we get per episode. You guys rock, and thank you for sharing the episode because that's how we grow, because of you guys. But we're going to have another great episode. But first, how are you doing today, Mason? Anything new? Any lady friends? None right now. I mean, we're, too hard, we're working too hard to crush our dreams. Isn't that right? Working too hard to crush your dreams? Yeah, no, to that's 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 a uh, one of my words I used to say, uh, achieve them. Oh, I thought you were saying that having a lady friend would crush your dreams. <laughs> well, I mean that's kind of that, well. Okay, so I guess that's the other that's the other way because I, I think I think that it can. I I personally, it's not even about a lady friend. First of all, that's not that's not even a thing. But it's when you have other priorities. That's when you kind of might start losing sight of that dream that you have, and it and and that's that's and the the lady friends, as you put it, was kind of a strange term, but whatever floats your boat. But when you do have a girlfriend, or you get married, or whatever it is, it they're going to take some sort of priority in your life. I mean, even if you're just dating someone for couple of weeks, a couple of months, like at some point there's going to be a requirement to put them first, at least in some areas of your life. And then especially, and this is, this is, this is an interesting thing, especially if you're just starting out on your dream. So even yourself doesn't have it as a full priority. It might, you might really want to do it. It might be motivating to you, but at, at the beginning, you're, you're, um, side hustle is probably going to be more of a hobby type thing because you're not making money from it. It might not be that successful. You don't even know like where it's going to go. So, well, I I see what you mean there. Like, and I feel like that doesn't even just apply to lady friends. So that could apply to just people in your life in general who, who I guess hold you back. Some, I mean, it's not even hold well, you back. Well, it's not even well, hold you back. I, I would say so, some people have the ability in their life to hold you back and some people do hold them back or other people support you on your goals. But I could also see what you're saying, how having, I I don't want to say distraction, but I'll say distraction for now. Having that distraction could make you lose sight of what your goal is. Well, you might even you might not even lose sight. You might just choose to. I, I, I think it's the the more dangerous thing. It's not that against all odds you some you your other priorities like take over. What happens is you literally go, hey, no, like I'm not gonna pursue my like I'm not gonna I'm gonna hold off on this side hobby, this side hustle because I have other priorities. And you know that that's the first thing that girls do is they're gonna be like, hey, what you're. What are you doing? You're, you're, uh, or guys, or guys. Come on, Mason. Right, but but for 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 us, I mean, we're both guys. Unless you're not, you can tell me now. But I'm yeah, that's what I mean. You just if you're. Just, I just checked. I'm I'm still a dude. But if you just lock yourself in your closet and are recording episodes when you're first starting out, not only that, but they're shitty episodes because you're just learning and you know your girlfriend's gonna be like hey what, what, or boyfriend's gonna be like yo 
like, what are you doing? Like, let's go do something, like, uh, or whatever it is. And you're going to, oh, you know what? Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I should just go go out, go to the beach, or go do something fun instead of working on uh, my new podcast or something. But the thing is, is once you start to become successful, and, like, when you're at a point where me and Nick are at, then you're actually having fun. You know what I mean? Because once you've put in that work and you start to build your uh, skills to a certain point, then it's like, oh, this is cool. Like now I can, st- I'm starting to see the fruits of my success, and I, I'm now it's the, I don't have to motivate myself to go work on my stuff. Like neither does Nick because it's the success is motivation enough. It's the we've already put enough work in, now it's, we're starting to see the fruits of our labor. And so that's, that's what I think, that's the hardest part with people and their side hustle is because they're, they're, there's no, for the first, you know, whether it be a couple months, it could even be years. For the beginning of it, you're not gonna be seeing any uh, payout. And that might be, uh, that might, you know, disenfranchise people from starting that side hustle. but. So when you go back to it, yeah, I'm just, yeah, you gotta just, you gotta, you gotta focus on what's important to you. So the moral of this little story is, ladies, Mason is single. (laughs) Yeah, man, I guess you're right. Dang. But yeah, no, uh, I, I get what you mean, how people could, could choose something over another and uh, I don't know I, l- I like to believe that there's a way to g- have it all and well what I've what I've so I this was this is totally not even on topic but what I've noticed a lot recently I want to see you know how there's always been that statistic like 60% of marriages end in divorce well I want to see what percentage of marriages are the result of pregnancy like it's weird I know but it's tr- I, I honestly, I never thought it was a thing until I'd be, you know, seeing a bunch of people that I know, they're all pumping out kids and they're very young. And it's like, to me, I'm like, I didn't realize that was so common, but now I'm like, now I want to go back and actually have someone do a statistic on like, what percentage of marriages are just the result of, hey, you have a, have a kid. Yeah, but I feel like not a lot of people would say, oh, we're getting married because of our kid. Well, they don't say that, but that's what it means. And, and it's not even a bad thing because you do want to take care of your kid. And in a lot of ways, like maybe you, the fact that you're having a kid, it might mean that you're ready for marriage or whatnot. But there's just a lot of people that do this. They just get married so young. And there's nothing wrong with if you, if you, like, I, high school sweethearts are cool. If you're, if you're fall in love, then that's awesome. But why do you need to all of a sudden move in together and get married? Like, what what happened to the, what what happened to like? Okay, we're dating, but let's give each other the time to kind of figure out what's going on. You know what I mean? It, you just you see people begin married like when they're like in the college or in that age range, and it's like you don't have the money, you don't have the the money to know what you're going to be doing. You don't have the you don't know what your career is going to be. You don't like you have you have basically 
no idea what your life entails, but you're married. You know what I mean? So then what happens is people do find out what they want to do and they can't do it because it's so incredibly hard to make a major change in your life when you're married or you have kids or you have these other obligations. So I'm just saying, yeah, it's, I guess that's a little tip of advice is go ahead. I mean, Nick, Nick's got a girlfriend. He's wildly in love. Good. Great. But he also, you don't see him like quitting everything else in his life to go and be married and just, you know, start that fairy tale. Cause the, that's one thing about fairy tales is they're awesome, but you can't live a fairy tale for 80 years. That's something that you gotta grow up. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta experience the hardships in life before you can go and start living your fairy tale. So people that are trying to force this fairy tale when they're on the grind, now you're just exposing that that uh, fairy tale mentality to the shitty life of the grind when you're younger. That's not the way it should be. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be that way. And so maybe we have some listeners who who have already done that. And we're not saying you can't go and grind and get get what your dream is. But I think even you could admit it's a lot tougher after getting married or having kids. But it's just another obstacle. It is. Obstacles it can are meant be, to be done. Overcome. It can be done. There's people that do do it all the time. There's people that are doing it all the time. They'll, they'll have a family and they'll still make the grind, but it's just, it's just that much harder because especially if you have kids, then you're, then you're, it's one thing to be like, yo, my boyfriend or girlfriend, I'm going to spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks from this paycheck on my side hustle. You can go ahead and, uh, Eat, eat in tonight but when you got a kid you know and it, then it's just that much harder to be like I'm taking away some of the money that could be going towards your future and putting it towards my side also that is kind of like okay what's the actual right decision but when I'm when I think about it whether it's be- between taking a girl out to a fancy dinner or saying no nah, we're gonna stay in and and record some episodes with some TV dinners I think I think it's a lot easier yeah uh, I, I get that. And uh, to each their own. But now to get on to what today's episode is actually about. We ranted there for about 10 minutes, but today we're going to talk about Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Uh, this this guy was was a legend. That Rest in peace, Steve Irwin, but he did amazing things. I, I, he, he was like the father of crocodile hunting of just nature exploration, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He did. To me, he was, uh, Nick will tell you a little bit about his past, but I didn't even need to hear his name. But if you just hear the, 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 uh, title crocodile hunter, I bet you a lot of you know exactly who we're talking about. Well, I do. A, a lot of people born in the 2000s. Right, it's now. definitely generational, but that's 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 just as important. There's a I think all great people are generational. There's some that transcend generations. There's some that will never be forgotten. But 
that's just another level. And you're also talking about the animal conservation here. We're not talking about civil rights. Like MLK is will always be uh, a legend, but he also was changing the world, not just conserving animals. Even though I do enjoy animals, I'm just saying. For him to have, how about this? For him to have as big of an impact as he did just on animals is huge. And it wasn't just animals, it was six in crocodiles. You know, a lot of people would be like, ooh, gross. But like, it was two of, it was reptiles. This guy created a movement around reptiles, which a lot of people don't even like. That's huge, I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And like, so to just to dive in a little bit on uh, Steve Irwin's, I guess, background is he was famous for his conser- conservationist stuff. And uh, he was television star as well. He, he had multiple shows, but the big one was The Crocodile Hunter. But so that's how he became famous. But he he didn't have like a science degree at all. Like a, a lot of times when you watch these Animal Planet or Discovery Channel or whatever you watch, they always have a good degree in what they're talking about. All he all he had was a passion for wildlife, and he just pursued it. He he grew up around it. His parents had their own wildlife park, which is now Australia's zoo. But another cool thing about him is he started super young. His dad taught him how to like catch crocodiles and handle them and all that when he was just eight or nine years old. Now that's that's insane stuff. Could you imagine when you were eight years old, just what were you like catching a, crocodiles? Like Forty pounds when you were eight years old. Yeah, there's no that, way that you could you could have wrangled a crocodile. I think. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. He, I just I just remember myself watching him. This is like when we were really young. So what did, what did, what was the the years on his show? Like the early two thousands or something, that seems about right. Yeah, he died. He he died in two thousand six. Yeah, it, it ended mid two thousand. Rest in peace. But you no, know, I remember watching, and it would be like, just kind of like a funny story. We were, uh, me and my brother, we weren't allowed to like eat dinner while watching TV. You know what I mean? So what we would do is like go watch our TV and then we would go and like stuff our faces during commercials and then run back. And I just remember because that's exactly the show it would be, we would be doing it too. Like we had in our house, we had like this, uh, like giant window thing between the kitchen and, uh, wherever our TV was. And we were just like diving over it, trying to not miss like a second of Steve Irwin. It's, it's just that kind of, that kind of inspiration doesn't happen a lot. I mean, especially for like a nature type of show because kids, I mean, I'm not going to say, well, uh, back in the day it was different, but like kids today, really, I don't know if that's what they're really into. I think a lot, they, they've, the, the children's show uh, industry has really cornered the market behind like these very visually striking shows, like these cartoons, but they, 
I don't think they really have the good content. You know what I mean? Like, what happened to you? Oh, when I was growing up, and I could be a weirdo, but when I was growing up, I was watching the History Channel, man. Like, I was, I thought that shit was cool. And I don't think it was because I was some crazy nerd. Like, I don't think it was, I don't, I think that it was just that inspiring. I, I Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have to yeah, be smart yeah, to be a nerd, really. so. I don't think you, you probably didn't even either. have a TV growing but. up, though. <laughs> No, yeah. I had I had TV. It was still black and white. I think white, it, but he would just say "crikey," like. But if I don't, is that that's not even a, is that an Australian word or is that just something that he said? Uh, I think that's <laughs> just a made up word. Like that, you don't even need to say the crocodile hunter. You could probably crikey. ask. Se- I'm gonna say 80 percent of the Western world, and if you said the word "crikey," they would know. <laughs> like, the man's been dead for twelve years, and everyone knows. Crikey, like, he succeeded in what he was trying to do, and it was more than just, it was more than just a, uh, like, a business thing, if you even have to think of it like that, but he had a zoo, he had TV series, but two of his things, he had a conservation foundation and a crocodile rescue, like, it wasn't about money for him, and so, one, I guess, on the business side it def it shows that you need to be diversified. I think we'll talk. Well, I guess we'll talk on this for a couple minutes. But being diversified is huge. You know what I mean? It's he did it. He did it for different reasons. But just in general, you should have a couple different things you got going on. You know what I mean? Because if it on on a higher level, what business people will say is. You want to diversify because anything can happen to one of the markets at any time. And if that goes all the way down, then you have the other ones to rely on. You're not losing everything. So that's kind of where the technical uh, reasoning behind diversification goes. But I just think it's interesting to have a bunch of different fronts. You know, if you get bored with one thing, you go to the other, you go back and back and back. And it gives you more chance to be successful. If you have the time, and obviously this is time dependent, but if you definitely have the time to create multiple side hustles, why not? If you have the time to do it, then you have double, you just doubled your chance of, you know, being successful. That's the way I look at it. What do you think, Nick? Well, yeah, I completely agree. It's it's the same expression. Uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. It, just because you have a goal doesn't mean you can you can't have more than one way of achieving that goal or more than one goal, actually. You can have more than one dream. But, like, on a human perspective, he wasn't about the money at all. Like, like for those of you who think you don't have to grind to, to make money, you're just absolutely wrong. You're always going to have to put in that hard work... It, it shouldn't feel like hard work just right. because it's I, something you love. I think there's love. two things to it. If you're doing nothing but pursuing money, first of all, you're you're probably not going to be motivated enough to actually put in the work necessary because it, if anything that probably makes you a decent amount of money is going to require some work and you're just not going to have that motivation if you just absolutely don't even think about what it is that you're doing. You don't have any sort of freedom of action at all. And then two, what happens if that is your plan? You found the foolproof method. Hey, I'm going to 
grind on Wall Street for five years, make myself a couple million dollars, then I'll get out and go enjoy my life. Well, how often does that actually work out? You think you're the first guy who said, hey, I'm going to make myself $10 million in a couple of years and then retire? A lot of people, but what happens when it doesn't go as planned, which happens all the time? What happens if your five-year insurance into 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Now you've spent 20 years of your life grinding with this you know, hope that you were going to just make a ton of money and retire, but it didn't work out and you just wasted those years. You can't you can't you can't be thinking about money, guys. That can't be your sole goal. You money is important. It is, and it's you just everyone likes it. You can't have too much money, at least in my perspective. But the best way to make that money is to monetize something that you love, and that's that's the um, that's the tricky part, I would say. But yeah, you you don't have to worry about being motivated. That's the key because if you're doing what you love, it's natural motivation as we kind of touched on earlier. I love recording. I think Nick likes it too, right? Yeah, it's 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 fun. So now now we've turned our hobby into you know an occupation, and that's that's pretty important, I'd say. And um, I guess one one thing one point I would like to make is that. I'm not saying go ahead and be poor or be totally anti-establishment and just be like, fuck money. Like money's not, not important. I'm just going to go and be a nomad. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. There's some people that prefer that. There's some people that want to go out there and just kind of be a nomad and be poor and just travel. And they're acting like their freedom of movement is so important to them that you know, they're going to live a substandard life, which is cool. If that's what you want to do, if you want to go and be a hitchhiker and travel around, that maybe that is what you love. But if you're just using that as an excuse to not put in some work, then I'd say that you'd probably be wrong. But yeah, you don't, yeah, I'm, I'm just not saying you don't have to be smart enough to figure out how to make money from what you'd like to do. I said that wrong, my bad. What I meant was, you need to be smart enough to find how, how to make money from what you like to do. That's all it is. I mean, if you think about it, even some of these nomads, if they sat down and put in some, you know, brain power, they can figure out how to monetize it. I know I went on a uh, camping trip to this national park in, it's not a national risk, a state park in New York one time. And I'm not saying this guy made a ton of money, but you could tell this guy like, um, you could tell that he used to be a nomad. He used to just grind and hitchhike and like he looked rough. But the point is now he has a house, a job, uh, and he's running a campsite in this state park. But it's his, like he's, he's got, he's kind of got, a, he's got it decently well-rounded now. And I guess that's my point is he found a way to turn it into, he turned his passion into a job or a way to at least make some money. Yeah. Like uh, when you see someone like doing something cool, like, like what Steve Irvin's or Irwin was doing. And I, I think it's fascinating how like, 
how they are doing something that they love, but they're also making money off it. They also have a business off it. And I feel like a lot of people overlook the business side of it. Or they overlook the side of it where they're doing something that they love. Like, a lot of people either see it as just business or just something you love. You have to choose. But but he he was doing it both. He was having best of both worlds. And and it, it's it's going to be tough at first, but that that's why you have to work hard. You have to get on that grind on doing it. Like, he, he was running a business, but his business was his passion. People who are out there thinking that he didn't grind and that he wasn't poor for a while, probably was. That at some point, every, every great alligator wrestler or crocodile wrestler starts out at the bottom. There's plenty of them out there right now that are still at the bottom, just getting, just fighting gators out in uh, Louisiana or whatever. You know what I mean? In the bayou. It's happening. There's, but So at some point, he had to start from the bottom, but he found a way to uh, make it make it work. And he not only did he make it work, but he excelled through the roof because it's what he loved to do. But yeah, there's an interesting quote by him. I like to bring in quotes by some of these people just to get their perspective. This one is kind of unrelated. I mean, we'll have a conversation about it. But anyways, here it is. Crocodiles are easy. They try to kill you and eat you, but are people are harder. Sometimes they try to be your friend first. That was my Australian accent. I didn't do it, Nick. Why don't? Yeah, that was, I, that was terrible. I, 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 I didn't know what you were going. For. It wasn't even close. That was disgusting. How far away? Yeah, I, I just. Why I don't you try? You give us your best right Australian accent. Crocodiles are easy. They try to kill you and eat you. I thought that first word... People are harder. Uh, yeah, I can't... Crikey! I, th- I thought that was better than you. Uh, Crikey, it's a crocodile. That, yeah, that's wait, the best I can get. We, we need to get involved in the... Uh, we need to learn more about it. First of all, I do like exploring. And I, I would say that Australia's got to be one of the best places to explore. The Outback. Or... I, would, I, don't, I don't even know which is better. The Outback or... The coast, because the coast, you got the Great Barrier Reef, which, rest in peace as well, I heard it's pretty much dead, but it's, like, that is cool. I know, I was just looking up, uh, like, a beach there or something, and it just, it was, it was awesome. Australia's dead. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, Australia is huge for surfing. Outback and They're also house. huge for their outback. You could probably, if you're in Australia for, like, a week or two, you can, you can knock out both and just... Have the That's what I'm exploration saying. of yeah. a life. But back to the quote. We didn't talk about it at all. People. So, I mean, he he relates it back to crocodiles. Cool. But that's not what he really means. Really, the focus of this is people try to be your friend first. And, you know, to him and to a lot of you out there, that's a negative thing. Oh, they're trying to be my friend and then they stab me in the back. All it means is if you... If you follow a couple of baseline principles that we've talked about before, one of them, this aren't Friedman power principles, there's other principles. One of them is people are self-interested and then you're never going to get screwed because you have to just, you have to, if you just understand that, that it's not even a bad thing. I don't blame someone else for doing what's best for them and their family over helping other people. That's 
the way society works. That's the way life is meant to be. You watch watch out for your clan. And so if, you know, you put too much trust into somebody that you don't really know and then they screw you, did they screw you or did they just do what's best for them that wasn't what's best for you? Well, yeah, like that's human nature. Uh, just doing what's best for yourself. And, and that's ultimately what he means here is like, so sometimes when someone's doing what's best for themselves, they may be your friend first, but may you may get stabbed in the back. And and so it's I don't want to say don't trust anyone. It's just more, I guess, be careful. More know who you're working with. Know, know who you're hanging out with. Know, or just know the company. And here's the best defense become self-reliant you if you build a life of an independent life a big part of it is freedom of finance it's controlling your own source of income if you control your own source of income you can't be touched if you have your own business you've or first of all that's one other thing people I, I'm a big proponent for being an entrepreneur, for starting your own thing. But if you're not, but you have such a high level of skills and knowledge that you are unique in the workforce, and you can still control your own source of income working for a business. You can do it. You can do it. If you, you know what I mean? If you're a CEO of a business, you control your own source of income. If, you, if you're an expert at some skill, that you're kind of like a consultant and you're being hired based on you just being that good at something, you probably control your own source of income too. And so it's totally fine. Yeah, well, it, it's basically being being good enough where you're untouchable. Right. Like, it will hurt and them so, more. And so, I mean, that's why I, I think that's possibly why I'm a proponent for being an entrepreneur because I think that that's easier. We talk about it all the time. One one of the things that it really bugs me is how people think that being self-sufficient and creating your own um, business is so difficult, but it's it's not. It's so easy. And I think that I think that creating your own business is much easier than becoming a professional basketball player. For because if you want to talk about it, they're one of the uh, best uh, examples for just having knowledge and skills. Like they're they're so good at basketball that they're getting they're controlling their own source of income based on their skills. It's not it's not their business. They didn't start their own NBA, but they're uh, they still are catered to. So I think it's way easier to start up a little business based on something you enjoy than it is to uh, become that. So that's that's why I'm a proponent for being an entrepreneur. But I don't know. You do you think that? Do you agree? Yeah, I I agree with that. I, I didn't think about the NBA example. That was a pretty good example. But yeah, no, that's completely right. Where at the end of the day, to control your own source of income, best way to do it is to start your own business per se, monetizing the thing you like to do, and then you now have control of your own source of income and you're doing something you love. And that that's what Steve Irwin did. He was able to pull that off. He 
I'm sure there's better. There was better. There's definitely, yeah. Catches. You think like down in the bayou, there's someone who's but, better at uh, crocodiles than he was. There has to be. I don't think he was the best of the best. It's just he knew how to monetize it. He knew how to be an entertainer. It's true. He's big. Came up with catchphrase. That's the most important part. You need a catchphrase. Dude, we need to get a catchphrase. That. I don't we know if we have one. Catchphrase. I mean, we have a. We definitely have a message of freedom but i don't think we have a catch phrase yet no. we'll discuss it we'll, we'll find we're just one gonna say way too much but um yeah steve Irwin motivated me motivated most of you i would assume it's um animal planet as a whole had a huge impact on my life we talked about this already but uh i wonder if i wonder if he is really what impacted my passion for exploration. Nick doesn't have a passion for exploration or a passion at all, but uh, I'm just kidding. But, you know, and he never watched a crocodile hunter. So case closed. Crocodile hunter creates exploration. You see, I, I did watch it a little bit, but I don't know. When Mason says I don't have a passion for exploration, I may not have a passion for nature exploration as he does. But I have, I don't know, traveling, seeing like uh, like the seven wonders of the world. That sounds awesome. But going to the outback, like if, if Mason and I went to Australia together, I would spend more time at the beach. He would spend more time yeah, in the outback. Sure. That's just how it goes. All beaches are the same. There's beaches everywhere, man. There's only there's only there's only no, there's only one place that has kangaroos. All beaches and aren't created equal. So you can go ahead. Yeah. But um Yeah, I think that so I've always had like this passion to take it to the next level. And that's something that I, I think a lot of people might be the same. I don't know, but just whenever I would be going on a hike or something, uh, I'd want to go to like the most dangerous cliff or, or whatever I can find, trying to go inside of a cave or something, because I wanted to go somewhere that no one's gone before, at least in my head. People probably have, but maybe they haven't. I spent a lot of time, you know, one of the other things that probably created my uh, desire for exploration was I spent a lot of time in Idaho in my summers. I have uh, some family up there, and that's why I like to kind of consider myself a certified uh, country country guy because I actually did. I was just a tiny farm in the middle of nowhere, and it, it was definitely shaped me running around out there in the woods. It definitely uh, it uh, gave me a little bit of I don't know I don't know how to say it, but it just definitely shaped the way. What well, well, like. Well, like, living in the middle of nowhere, or just, like, living in, like, that country setting, like, not very many people out in the in the woods, just having that nature around you, I feel like, for sure, is different than growing up in the city. Like, you're taught different things. I don't know. There's just different aspect of life when you live in those two completely different areas. A point here could be, if your personality is based off of the environment you grow up in, so therefore, if 
the the massive difference between living in New York City and living in Deep Woods, Montana. If it's such a different environment, therefore you're going to have to assume that everyone is so different. How come the overall national uh, definition of success is so similar? You know what I mean? It's it's you go to college and you go get a job doing one thing that you went to college for. And that's it. You know what I mean? If, if we're going to be that different, how come there aren't a diverse platform of uh, success? How come the definition of success isn't different per where you live or what region you're from? Yeah, I see what you mean. Like how right now there's a mold of what success is. And, and when there's to a bunch of different people, there's different meanings of success. And I think what we've done on this show is kind of define success, but in like a vague way, it's doing something you want to do. I think so. Basically being able to live off of it. Yeah. What we do here on here in power, I'll say it again, is we create a, a, a system of the four tenets of freedom of defining our own definition of freedom and success. And then, all the episodes we talk about, everyone that we do talk about, it's all just how do they fit our system. So the system's going to be the same in every episode we have, whether we're interviewing somebody, whether we're just talking about someone like Steve Irwin or having any sort of random philosophical conversation, all of that nonsense is just trying to fit this mold that we've created, this, this system. And that's the whole point is to show you how the system works through an entertaining discussion like this. And then what you can do is say, okay, well, I've just seen how all these people fit the system. Now, how do I fit the system? And that's the end goal is for you to use the system that we provide in order to put your own life into it. And then if you follow it and you uh, use all the things that we teach you on the show, you'll end up at the end and it'll be, you'll be right where you want it to be. But yeah, it's a, I just don't know why people, when we're talking about like me exploring stuff, I've always had that primal urge to be, uh, to explore. And I think that when you're young in general, even if it's not just for exploration, but kids have, you know, a, a desire to go out there and do something original to be a pioneer. And, um, yeah, I just feel like that kind of gets lost in translation as you grow up. What what, ha- what what happened to this childhood confidence where you're constantly trying to push the limit and you often get knocked back, but you keep pushing forward. And then all of a sudden you grow up and bye-bye childhood confidence. Now I'm just going to get a job and kind of exist. And I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what happened there. I mean, I'll let you talk in a second, Nick, but a quick story. I definitely was talking to a friend of mine. Um, more of a, like an acquaintance, but a, a, a while ago, it, was, it might have been a couple months, but I just remember because I was showing him the podcast and we were kind of talking about it. I was trying to uh, teach him a little bit. That's one of the funny things I do now. Whenever I'm having a conversation with a friend, what I'll do is I'll just try to give them the, the five-minute speech, see if I can get them hooked. Because, I mean, I feel like it's there's, there's no negative side of what we're doing. There's, there's not. The worst case scenario, you come out inspired. Like, well, there's, there's no reason why not to. So I gave him the speech, and 
He was just like, yeah, that's awesome. I like it, but I just don't see myself as a public speaker. I don't see my, I don't think I could ever start a podcast. That's just not me. And I'm like, what do you, that, that's, that's not you. That's not you now. That wasn't me and Nick when we started. That's not what, that, that, what happened to that childhood confidence that I can go out there and learn something new, that I'm going to just go try something. Like, where, where did it go? How come there's people limiting themselves on no other reason other than that they think that that's just not who they are, that they feel like who they are is already completely determined and dead set where they don't have, like, where they, they're unable to learn something new. I don't, I don't know. That bugs me, though. Well, yeah, well, yeah, what stood out to me in that story is how he uh, gave up before, yeah, before even starting. He, he was just, uh, I don't know, man, I can't do it. Like, if Mason or I said that in the beginning, this might be a one-person or a no-person show. This show wouldn't exist. Full disclaimer, it was attempted. Nick did, Nick was the one who originally came up with the idea to... Why don't we start a podcast? And for whatever reason, I wasn't fully on board. I don't even really remember. I was doing my own thing. And so we did try to do it. He did it. He did record a couple times on his own. But it's definitely very, this is one point is where we've talked about you need to get a buddy, you need to get a partner, or at least someone to hold you accountable because it's very hard to do things on your own. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Nick did all right, but the point is that it, it wasn't happening. Like, you, it's... To, to have a podcast on your own is very difficult to have, to do. Because, one, you're just talking monotone to yourself, per se. But it's just, it's, 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 it's difficult not to have two brains full of ideas going in the uh, same direction. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm, we're, I guess I'm just trying to show you that it's possible. Because you're going to totally fuck up at some point in the beginning and it's you're going to feel like it can't be done and maybe you just need to make an adjustment like nick made the adjustment hey maybe we should make this a two-person podcast and it totally worked out so yeah like i guess you could say like there's levels so like there's the first level where you quit before you even try it then there's the second level where you try it and then you fail and then you give up there. And then there's the third level, which is basically you try it, you fail, and then you work on how to make it better. And what I did, Mason and I started doing a podcast together and and it's worked out since then. Well, we've started doing a whole bunch of stuff together. We're basically business partners in all our ventures. And... Yeah, we're diversified too. We'll talk about, we might uh, talk about our other things at some point, but yeah, we, everyone, we got all sorts of angles going on here. You're never going to see us coming. But yeah, well, I would say to begin with, like, even for your buddy, you just, you need to have the confidence in yourself to begin with. That, that's what he was missing, just the confidence to try. And once you have the confidence, Everything else should fall into place. You fail, you, you don't let that destroy your confidence. You keep trying and trying and trying till you succeed. If it's something you really want to do, it's worth the failing. It's it's worth that feeling where you're like, damn it, I fucked up again. But I'm going to keep going 
And once you reach that success or that point where you're trying to reach, it's and all if you are trying right? something right now, you're trying to do your own thing, you're trying to uh, start that side hustle, and it's just not working out or it's it's shitty and it's hard, just know that there is a definite curve. 100% there's a curve. In the very beginning, you're going to put in twice as much work for half as much success, but as soon as you get over that bump, it'll all start running smoothly. So if that's what your, what your hesitation is, is, oh, I tried it, it's not working out, I don't want to grind my entire life like this. It's not worth it. Just know it's, it's, it gets way easier. It like literally divides in half every, this has got half life to it. It's every year or so, I'd say that it gets twice as easy until, and then what you do is as soon as you whittle down all the effort and the time you need to put into that one thing. So now something that took your entire day now is only taking an hour. Guess what you do next? You start another thing and do the same thing. And then, then later on in life, you got like five different projects all going on at once that all at one point were very difficult, but now you just learned it and you're now the expert at it and it's easy for you to do. But yeah, enough on that. I mean, do you have something to add, Nick? No, no, I think we nailed that on the head. Should we talk about uh, the schools, or do you got to go? Yeah, uh, we'll save that for another episode. We'll just, I actually think that topic's important, so we'll save that, and we'll have a complete episode on that in the future. Yeah, we'll have a, so if you guys haven't realized by now, there's like three different types of episodes that we're going to be trying to do. One that we started off with, and we've done the most, is this, where we talk about a specific person, but two other types we want to start doing. And we've, you've had a couple of one of the types is just straightly philosophical, I guess you could put it, where we don't really talk about a specific person or, you know, company, but it's just an idea. And we just, we had one we didn't release, but basically an example would be those two episodes, the, um, the dual episodes that we put out with uh, basically how to uh, change your personal life and to set yourself up for success. But that was an example of it. And we've had a couple of them, but... Yeah, we want to talk about schools because, you know, me and Nick's being on college, I just really don't think it's all that necessary. So, but we'll, we'll have another episode on that. Yeah, and, and in that episode, you'd be getting two viewpoints. One person who went to a four-year and one person who didn't. So, I don't know, I think that'd be a good episode. We'll be a lot of different ideas flowing. So, look out for that episode. I think it'll be real good. Yeah, we'll just finish it off with I'm just going to say, yeah, uh, we've talked about the role model thing. I might have looked at Steve Irwin as a little bit of role model. Nick did not. Nick might have looked at someone else as a role model. That's why he's more business oriented and I'm more, you know, creative, get out there oriented, be, ex- be an explorer. But for there's some, the, the, the thing is with this show is it's now I'm starting to realize it more is it can be that role model. There's some people out there that have shitty parents, shitty surroundings, shitty role models, and they just, they don't have that inspiration. There's some of you out there that literally just don't know what you want to do because you never had a solid uh, person to kind of start pushing ideas in your head. And that's fine because I think that's what Freedom Empowered is becoming is 
Yeah. A play, you can if you if you hop on the Freedom of Power train and you listen to all our episodes, one, we're growing as we continue to record and we're teaching ourselves. So if we're gonna be learning, you can go ahead and learn with us. And I'm gonna be excited to see where Freedom Empowered is at five years from now. And if you're following along and you start to take action and you just take action as we take action and we all just kind of move up this line of taking action. And then a couple years from now, we'll see where we're at. Um, well, I, I, I feel like another thing is like, if you're one of those people who have no idea what they want to do, just listening to, I don't know, the Freedom 5 Challenge, Freedom 4 Challenge, I forgot what we called it. Listening to the past four episodes, we talk about a wide variety of things. So, like, like the people we talk about, different fields of life. And maybe one of those people can inspire you just from listening to our episode. Just maybe that gives you an idea of what you want to do. Right, right. And then maybe you, maybe then you become a follower of them because you've narrowed it down. Maybe this is just freedom of power, just that entry level um, motivation for you, of knowledge for you. And then once you hop off the train with one of these guys that we've talked about, now you can start to focus on them. Hey, I'm a business guy. I really like these business guys you talk about, we talk about. Then you go and just start following them and emulating them more. And then you can still listen to us if you want to learn new ideas, because I think you will, because we're interesting. But yeah, just, that's all I'm saying is, hop on the train now, if you get on the train now, we'll all end up at the same place together. And also, lastly, this is the very last thing, because we gotta go, but we've had a lot of people be uh, hitting us up recently to talk or whatnot. If that's if that's something you're interested in, go ahead and do it. You can literally hit us up. We can talk about whatever your idea is. We can talk about anything you want. We can just, yeah, we're, we're here. We're, we're an open uh, forum. You can communicate with us. And as we said again, we're going to, hopefully by the time you listen to the show, our private Facebook page is up and running, our private Facebook group, so we can start communicating that way. Yeah. But that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, come back uh, next week. We'll, we'll talk to you guys then.